He puts the turd in bastard. <laughs> and it's your resident throat goat. It's Lukey. Have you never heard that term before? It's like the person that's the goat at the throat. Oh, I was thinking of that. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> um, you are an animal. Let's have a minute's silence. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them, but nothing seems to stay the same. Only joking, only joking. Will we ever know happiness again, <laughs> honestly? Welcome to the final episode of season one of Cliffhangers. Lukey, it's been a ride. It has, isn't it? Hasn't it? There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been lefts, there's been rights. Oh, but all through it, we've been together. Chilling. Last week, we had Beastenders, oh. Bimini One, and then we had a double Chante for Tace and Ellie. How's that feeling a week on? I've moved past it, I've moved past yep. it. Um, and then it, we go backstage after the double, well, after the non-elimination. Yeah. See the close-up on Tace's wig that we did? Yeah, I did, I did. A little shine on the TV, I see it. God, they really thought they turned it out to Steps, didn't they? Wow. They really thought they did something. The CEO of the Steps street team is livid. We're just like, yeah, I guess because they both got to stay, they assume it went well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the saltiest bitch in East London, honestly. Everyone's in such a good mood for once backstage. Very excited for the final. It's like the kind of... Last day of school, last day of term, isn't it? Yeah, I thought this was actually like a running theme throughout the whole thing. And this is probably because they're not winning anything at the end. Mm. So it's just, it's more... I can go home and get on Grindr again. Yeah, 100%. So what did you think when they did like the rundown of all the looks and they sort of did their best bits? When you get to see their like full journey in, in the little 15 seconds, did it give you a sort of idea of who you thought had really fucking brought it the whole season? Because I really did. I thought it was really clear seeing them little nuggets. That it was like, okay, well, there's there's the front runners. Well, I mean, it didn't change my mind on anything. It mm. didn't surprise me. It just was kind of um, cemented what I already knew. Well, it was nice to really see that um, Dennis the Menace look on Ellie again. Love her with the black hair. I think it's my favourite hair on her. Yeah, very, very. I really like that too. But I really did think seeing Ellie's that I didn't think that it stood next to the others. And I really thought, actually, much. I was surprised that when I saw Tace's, I was like, she actually really feels like a front runner, which I didn't. I thought it was just sort of a two horse race between Lawrence and Bimini. Just getting to see that lovely blonde hair in the red memory look one more time. Oh, honestly. Oh, goosebumps. Imagine how full circle it is that Lawrence was the first drag queen that Ellie ever saw and the reason why she got into drag and now they're both on Drag Race together. Yeah, that, super cute. That must be mental for both of them. That That's why Lawrence is so pressed about Ellie being ranked the same as him, I reckon. She's birthing bitches, you know? She is... You don't really expect your child to be at the same level as you, do you? Do you think she's at the same level as her? RuPaul does. Well, cl- clearly. Up until now. Yeah. And arguably as well, a finer makeup artist. I don't think there's an argument there. I think it's just fact. Yeah, I was just trying to be polite. Not poli- a joke, it's a fact. I was trying to be polite. <laughs> really and truly, all they needed was little little blue hydrangea to round out the rep and then they would have had Welsh, Scottish, English and Irish. Mm. Imagine, I kind of... I always, the four corners of our kingdom covered. Oh, I kind of forget that Tace is Welsh. I don't know how with the accent, but I just... Because I think of her as a London queen. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, but, Brittany? Bimini's not even a London queen. No, true. Well, was this the first year as well that they allowed Scottish and Welsh? There 
weren't allowed last year. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. This is the first time. the ban <laughs> This is the first time that they've had it. So interesting that the first time that they have it actually in the final, there's mm-hmm. 75% of them are actually from them territories. Um, very exciting for the girls. Hearing the prize every single fucking time cuts deep. Like, uh, it, it getting to be the final episode and hearing again... How shit your prize is. Well, I mean, it's not even a fucking prize, is it? And it made me livid. But I saw Pearl on Twitter this morning saying, Paul Charles is a multi-millionaire because of this franchise and because of the art of drag queens. Like, if they, if it's because of the BBC or whatever and they can't give the money, then he was like, RuPaul should give it. He was like, RuPaul should give it out of his personal pocket it, for the UK. He should give them £100,000. He was like, it's absolutely nothing to him. Yeah. And and I think so too. I think so too. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. Take some of that fracking money. Yeah. For the children. Exactly, and I just think it. Even though I do kind of love how it takes the stakes away and how ours is so much more chilled. Who's to say that that wouldn't happen even if they did have a cash prize? But um, someone also told me last week that an unnamed drag queen that was on last season, season she one, she who shall not be named, um, made a million pounds last year. Chips. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't possibly say whether that was true or not. But that's incredible. Mm-hmm. If they can make a million in a year, but that's if if they are actually out here making money. You know, Cheryl Hole got a lovely ver- strange Virgin Media <laughs> um, sponsorship. So I hope the girls, I hope the girls are just recouping some of that money that they spent on being a drag race. Although bag of chips, did she spend any money on being a drag race? It's a new day in the workroom. The girls come bounding in. Love tastes monster soup. But in contrast, Ellie's coat is the colour of cat sick. <laughs> Can I just say, Tace looked so fit I couldn't concentrate. Like when I saw like him. Season two, honey. When I saw him, I was like, why have I been wasting any time looking at anyone else apart from you? Like this is, I don't, it's, it's the contact. I'm not a big on the contacts because I feel like I can't see into your soul, you know? Can't yeah, really see. Into yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was the hair was a bit messier, a bit, the curls were a bit running wild and it's that painted leather as well with the chains oh honestly wear me legs as a scarf toast bimini suggested that maybe the challenge this week would be mud wrestling do you remember when we were out in camden and i met that girl who i thought i was going to do mud slash jelly wrestling with i thought you were going to name drop her then not not on the pod um she's a a well-known drag queen and i can't remember her name she's called like uh something to do with cunt cool Uh, (laughs) so that's always been a dream of mine I would love to see... But no, actually, much better than mud wrestling, jelly wrestling. Either or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mud wrestling gives you your Christina Milian oil slick fantasy. But jelly wrestling gives me your... Cla- fantasy. Your cla- yeah, yeah, your, your BV fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely obsessed with the idea of that. But... Did you also notice Bimini's lovely LaCroix earrings? <laughs> them lovely. They were very you, very Pierre Agile. Um, very, the, uh, very my AliExpress uh, LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, of of course, but very cute very nice. and a lovely bit of boy, boy drag. Uh, so after another cryptic message from Rue, Mr. Charles herself enters, looking like a House of Hackney wallpaper. <laughs> the final look. Shout out. <laughs> she tells them they're going to need to write a verse for and then perform a little bit of Love UK, and then they're going to join Michelle for the Tic Tac Luncheon. Why wasn't this on the podcast this time, I wonder? Because they don't do the podcast anymore, I don't think. Oh, good. I think they're, like, taking a break. They thought, 
there's new gals on the scene. Let's back out. Yeah. They, what about when they have to start writing straight away? <laughs> and Ellie's like, oh, because they're ugly and they're fat and they're all old. And Lawrence is like, this is about love. Like, are you really... <laughs> I mean, tearing the girls down <laughs> to make yourself look better. It's a running theme, isn't it? Um, but that was very funny that Lawrence was... But handled well by Lawrence. Um, but, Lawrence, again, are you ever going to not be in your head? You can't even remember... Oh, my what, like, God. Words you yeah, when he's like, do I, do I say shook? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's you. <laughs> like, why are you asking other people? Like, yeah. um, It's like he doesn't know himself. Like, no. suddenly he just, like, steps out of his body and disassociates. I mean, same. But, like, cute. Very strange. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, Bimini definitely had the right idea. Like, this is your final chance to sell yourself to the judges, to really tell them what you're about, what you can do. Yeah. So, yeah, Bimini's had the right idea. Oh, I'm surprise, like, surprise. Trying to throw everyone under the bus again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I also think as well, when Tay said, like, this is about love. Like, this is about uplifting and, like, the power of us four as sisters, not, like, read you, wrote you. Do you know what I mean? So, like... It's it's good when you've got a direction to go in as opposed to like they're just like Write a verse, go. Yeah, 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 that bullshit. Like at least you've got an idea for the lyrics. And then we head into the tic tac lunch. So, sidebar, obviously models are skinny and RuPaul claims to be supermodel of the world. Sure. But are we gonna drop this like tic tac joke that oh I couldn't possibly, I'm so full. It's a bit um glamorizing anorexia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely gross. There's quite a few things of that that like obviously there's been many moments in the show's uh history of like getting rid of like she mail and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i think tic tac lunch should definitely be the next one to go because it's just so overplayed yeah and like it was funny the first time when you first hear it but then it's just like every all the contestants rehashing the same jokes that previous contestants have said about not eating tic tacs yeah yeah, yeah. as well i want to eat all the- that was my first thought you know they were like literally arranged into a union jack i was like i think probably actually if i went in i would just go oh thank you and just grab them and just put loads in my mouth yeah we'll just like mess up the union jack i don't think at all that these rude chats sounded like felt warm and friendly like the podcast i felt like they were so they had a really strange energy to them and Mm. i didn't like it at all no it's weird so first up, we have the chit-chat with a 26-year-old taste. Um, so I need to point out that Bob and Naomi on maybe Pit Stop or something said that they think that Rue, they think it's abundantly clear that Rue doesn't like taste. And actually in this, in this whole uh, chit-chat, I think that felt clear. Jealousy. I, I don't know the what... Supreme. It, yeah, exactly. She can feel her rise up mm. and stamp her down into the dirt. Um... Also, I think it is, sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I think it's just because she likes to weasel, weasel, wheedle out tears from people and trauma. Like, taste is hundred percent like, nothing to give, like... hundred percent. Maybe not being that lucky in love. Like, her parents love her and support her. Her dad's in fucking wham, which is the greatest shout of all Honestly, time. it's like, oh... If I needed any other reason to be obsessed with you and so deeply in love with you, your fucking dad's in wham. George Michael is like one of my biggest heroes ever. On bass as well. The oh, instrument. Truly. Yeah, generally I just thought Case is not damaged enough to be a drag race winner. No, and he didn't... But, but also Rue and Michelle didn't like laugh or smile... You could feel a sense of nervousness coming from Taste. She was kind of, it was a bit verbal diarrhea She was just talking and talking and talking. I know she is the Tasmanian devil, but um, you could sense that. And I thought that, I I think she probably feels a bit uncomfortable in this situation because they're not smiling, they're not laughing. It doesn't seem warm. It doesn't seem, 
celebratory that it's like the final episode and they're chit-chatting with them. It just had a really gross energy. And I thought this feels a bit, nothing matters what you say unless those cameras are on. (laughs) I actually think it was kind of a reminder of how little character Michelle and Rue have. And it's the girls that drive this show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just actually in a in a situation when it's just three of them sitting there, it's like actually all the entertainment comes from the girl, not from either of them. Yeah, and that's probably why the podcast ain't running anymore. Is the podcast still running? <laughs> um, and then next up we have twenty one year old Ellie. Every time I say it, it makes me feel sick. Twenty one. The twinkle in RuPaul's eye when she talks to the young queens, it's like she's just thinking, "Yes, you haven't seen the small print on the contract where it says I am with your blood <laughs> to be immortal." I feel like she's got some weird obsession with these young girls. Like she wants to just yeah, like wear their skin. yeah, hundred percent. And also a drag queen because of a door. The mother, she, her parents are literally Lawrence Cheney and Adore Delano, which just feels weird. It feels so strange that there's so many queens out there that are like babies of Drag Race mm. that have watched it and then been like, oh, maybe I could do that. And it's so recent. Adore was like fucking, it was like not even a decade ago. It feels gross. Um, my first thing is Ellie, more fun for who's having fun. Not I. Not I. But why was Rue, in contrast, why was Rue clapping and wheezing like a seal at everything Ellie Diamond said? And then I, I just don't know. Maybe because she knew that she was fourth place and so she was trying to make her feel good. Well, how about you make my Lord and Saviour taste feel good? Because you haven't. I think that, yeah, it just comes down to jealousy. Like, taste is the supermodel of the world. And that is literally yeah. just... And that's it. that on that. Mm. I'm glad that Michelle kind of cleared up the comedy challenge lineup gate again, just like for Ellie's peace of mind. Like, but at this good. point, like, but they're still going on about it. So literally, about oh my god! Even a whore <laughs> still brings it up. <laughs> yeah, but she can do no wrong. Um, and then Lawrence Cheney up twenty three. That's not old enough to be your mum, Ellie. I thought t- Lawrence was like, oh, I'm like twenty nine or whatever. She's only two years older than Ellie. She's putting the work in now, I guess. Crazy. I'm just glad Michelle brought up the hairline. To be honest. You know, if you've been a friend of the pod since the beginning, this is one of the first things I said. It was like that mental hairline. Um, Yeah, ain't it thick, honey? Ain't it thick? Um, I'm going to say something about Lawrence. I, in this interview, really got a sense of why people are so obsessed with him. I just really thought that in this interview, he like radiates joy and love of drag. And I thought that when he was like talking about it, and he was like, oh, like the fact that I just go from this like stout man into this like glamorous woman is so gorgeous. He was like so excited talking about like him in drag. Mm. And he doesn't, I, the thing I like about him is that he doesn't play cool. He doesn't like, he's like a little excitable child. And I just like, I love when queens really show, Ahura does this, really, really show just how much they love the art of drag. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm a beautiful woman. Like, get into it. They're like, no, no, no. This is, like, the coolest thing ever. And I just, I really saw that in this interview and I loved it. Wheeling back to a door, being like, drag queen's just fucking cool. Yeah. What about, what about when they were like, oh, so, like, are you moving to London? And he was like, no. She ain't a Londoner. No, she ain't, is she? She'll take the high road and the low road and she won't meet you anywhere. No. She wants to be tossing the caber. Is that what they call it in Scotland? So- Caber. <laughs> Caber? I don't even know her. <laughs> uh, and then next up, we have an unidentified age of Bimini. So I don't know how old Bimini is. She's looking like a lovely glam mum. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Unpressed. The first thing that Michelle said, or Rue, I can't remember, both of them are irrelevant to me. Um, I'm, I'm surprised you've been such a racehorse. What? Where have you been? Switch your TV on. Open a book. Yeah. Like... 
it's so discombobulated their comments on how the competition has been going compared to what we've been seeing. Mm. Maybe they they just the main memory of her is week one in the bottom Norwich City. She is the first queen ever to get to the finale after lip syncing on the first episode. Yeah. I just thought those cheekbones are well, those cheeks. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, thank you for, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> they are literally sitting. It's like they're, it's like Bims has had filler on the filler. Do you know what I mean? Like there is, I can't imagine what the face looks. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that I didn't really notice this until she said that since coming back from the break, she has won four out of five challenges. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, not the winner. Okay. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> um... I think as well, one problem that they have with Bimini is they love to have someone that is just like, you've changed my life. Like, they love to have someone that grovels and is just like, everything that I am, I owe to Drag Race. Whereas Bimini's power comes from within. She's like, I am great because of me. Bimini just feels so concluded in the way that they talk about themselves and their journey. I was thinking, though, I hope you're not teetotal, Bims, because I would like to have a party with you. I think you know full well that Bimini isn't teetotal. <laughs> and they just, what I hated, though, is that Bimini was sharing this um, story about themselves and about their addiction. And both Michelle and Rue were just completely blank and staring at them. And it was almost like if you offer up trauma in a way that feels resolved and in a way that feels moved past... Um, that you've dealt with it yourself, they're not interested. No, no, but no. It's like they a- want to like get the tears out of you and have you yeah. have a breakthrough moment with them. So RuPaul could be like, "See, this is how I an e- I'm an energy healer." Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he they want fresh wounds. Yeah, and if he, yeah, and then he, and it just I don't know it just it just it always makes me feel a bit funny them too. And then we uh, skidoodle over to the dance rehearsals. We mentioned the rehearsal mullet oh. last week, but I'd also like to say. Congrats on that Sage Cycling Shorts co-ord, Bimini. Oh, absolutely. I just loved the, yeah, loved that little Joan Jet mullet look. Um, absolutely gorgeous. And with the cheekbones as well. Oh. But I guess I guess from seeing the end, we know that they're having a laugh with us with the tall queens and the short queens. And yeah, 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 yeah. But whoever put Bimini and Ellie next to each other, when they're both like holding out the like light thing, there's about two feet like discrepancy. Literally, literally like two feet. Um... I can't believe Ellie is horny as fuck, isn't she? Needs them sugar walls coated stat. Everyone always acts like that though, like, oh, young man. <laughs> I suppose they have been just looking at other people with no eyebrows, and finally they're getting some. I was going to say top quality totty, but not going to keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, um, shout out to our friend Jess, who finally, uh, finally got in there on the last episode um, <laughs> for pointing out that the dancer Harry looks very much like um, this beanbag Barney we have before me here. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't see it personally, but maybe we'll do a side-by-side comparison. Um, yeah, shout out to Jess, shout out to Zeb. The choreo looked so different in rehearsal to the final cut. The sort of, what they were rehearsing, that is not what I saw in the final number. I think maybe they were like, no one's getting it, let's <laughs> Yeah, it Paul J. Ravel was like, this feels different to the normal choreo jobs I do. <laughs> what about Bimini's sensual slip into that box split? Oh, the yoga looks good on you. I'm very into fattered, <laughs> aka fat and shattered. I'm adding that into my lingo along with Wednesday legs. Yeah, I oh, love Wednesday legs. Um, Bimini just has such like a fluid quality to her movement. Like when she was doing all that, that stuff on the floor, I was like, you better behave, mom. 
Surprise, surprise, Lawrence is worried about the challenge. <laughs> I believe it took Ellie to remind him that he is a performer and like, uh, no, remember, you're Lawrence. What would you do if you were you? Like, <laughs> Very meta, isn't it? They're yeah. like, you are a drag queen that is on this show. So please remember how you would behave if you were that person. <laughs> so, okay. You are that person. <laughs> um, I actually really loved that moment, though, because it felt like a sort of a bit of a full circle moment that she was like really freaking out and it was like going to be a beast enders moment. It was going to be like, li- well, literally her in every single challenge that she's had so far. Um, and it was going to be a moment where she like really fucked herself o- over. And it was Ellie that was like, Lawrence, like you've got this. This is how you do it. And she like sort of gathered her together. I don't know. That would be me. I, I can I tell you it wouldn't be you. Ellie, looking back, probably wishes that she hadn't have done that. Maybe. Or was it just set from the beginning? Yeah. I mean, taste is the epitome, to me, of natural-born performer. Like, when you saw, even like her in rehearsals, she, she is the lip-sync assassin. The... I can't believe they tried to frame it a little bit like she was doing badly. It's like, I ain't falling for that one. No, no, no. Or the other one. Not today, not today. It's just the stage presence is unparalleled. No one's like... We've never seen that on Drag Race UK before. Not at someone that performs like Taste. Sorry, I said what I said. It's the final day in the workroom. How cute that Taste has got the same outfit yet again in blue. Yeah, multi-dimensional looks, honey. And Ellie giving us stilt walker. At <laughs> and the donkey tail. Don't think I didn't see it. Truly. And hilarious that they were all like, I mean, they literally said, Bimini, like, you are the front runner. I thought, is that the, the, cof- the nail in her coffin? And Bimini said, I've, I've worked the hardest. And I thought, yeah, you have. I really hope that this has been transformative for the Scottish drag scene as well. Maybe before they didn't have that sort of like level of fame in Scotland for drag queens. But now, like, if you bring Lawrence Cheney, the winner of Drag Race or Ellie Diamond to the gay bars, they're going to be able to like actually make money and they're going to, it's going to be a huge event then being brought to any bar. Yeah. So hopefully that will like really elevate the whole game. And then hopefully as well, like the UK, the like London Queens and stuff will be traveling up to Scotland. And I hope that it will like revitalize their concept of like pay for drag Queens for Scotland. Yeah. Cause I guess the, the problem was like budget, isn't it? Of the, of the clubs, but yeah. if they can charge 15, 20 pound a ticket because people want to see these famous. Yeah. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of this 10-week stretch, and boy, what fun it's been. We've had laughs, we've had tears, so emotional with you guys. Oh, this is our last ad. Oh yes, it's our last ad for weeks. That's right. It's our last pun the last one For you Hans From Truffle Briggs <sighs> That's right You can head over to TrufflePigWigs.co.uk And for 15% off your order just use code cliffhangers for 15% off. That's right. It's your last chance to use code cliffhangers for a 15% discount. Oh, what a time we've had. What a gay old time. 
for the very final time of season one of Cliffhangers, we're going to do a shout out to one of our favourite businesses on the interwebs. And this time it is of good friend of the pod, Stacey Plaza Wigs. She's a wig maker and a hairy special effects makeup artist. And you can go to her for incredible reusable lace front eyebrows. Now, if you fuck up the perfect brow um, every single time like we do here at Cliffhangers, then lace front brows in a range of custom colours is exactly what you need. We're talking pastels. We're talking neons. They are incredible and they are completely reusable. So you can block your brows out and then just lay down actual brows, which look so incredible. And you can speak to her about custom shapes and colours. So if you head over to Stacy Plaza, that's S-T-A-C-Y-P-L-A-Z-A on Instagram. Go over and show us some love. For the last time. I can see your fucking undergarment, RuPaul. I can see your I... bra. What the fuck? What the fuck? And not even like, oh, a strap is showing. Not even like, oh, you can see like her tights or something. Your fucking bra is hanging out? Yeah, like two full cups. The looks have been shit. And then for her to even comment on anyone else. How dare you say about Tace's hip pads being on show? Like nothing you've worn has been, uh, okay, I was going to... Say nothing you've worn has been better than her worst outfit, but I forgot about the scourers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I what's weird is that maybe like 10 seasons ago, it was like RuPaul is the pinnacle of drag excellence. She looks perfect every week, even though I didn't like her stylistically, like she is like a gown queen. Like I just thought no I'm still mostly blown away though. Yeah, like no wow. one is more no one is more polished. Whereas like now I'm like, what? Like And I don't think that's just because we've got Gr- tired of her. I Grown accustomed to her face. No, well, because the face has changed. Well, Sorry. truly. R.I.P. Matthew Miller. Well, it's, that's because she's now being painted by a woman of colour. Mm. So it's very it's different, <laughs> different sort of a... But yeah, these clothes, like, I can't even... Yeah, I'm not here for it at all. And I just thought as well, what a strange choice to have for your fine... First of all, you know they're going to be coming down the runway and you've asked them to bring eleganza. Mm. And then you have, like, a flesh-toned dress with like sheer stripes on it it was just the whole thing was so fucking weird nothing elegant about it nothing elevated about it it was i i she ain't for me i feel like she's barely even wearing jewelry this season if someone's gonna go it should be her yeah (laughs) honestly so now it's time to watch the little bit of love uk performance (sighs) thoughts (laughs) she's scared to even say it apart from lawrence which is maybe why he won i couldn't really barely understand like the vocals, especially of Bimini, I felt like the recording was just really weird. Listen, if RuPaul's stylist is going to be the first to get fired, the second person to get fired is whichever fucking engineer audio that did the audio. It is unbelievable. First of all, when they first started, it was all out of sync. Yeah. Like that is mental. Even from the beginning, I was like, this is nuts. And they deserve so much better than this of it being out of sync and just the mix on the track. Like the vocal on it wasn't wasn't like sitting above it. It was like sort of, you couldn't just hear any words. Yeah, I was like really having to strain to hear. And then because of that, like I couldn't enjoy what I was watching properly. Yeah. But I thought Bimini looked absolutely incredible. The high rise on that gusset was just... Honestly, it's what we dream of. Taste in that style by Vodka Mullet. I want to wake up and see that every morning. The way that it had just been tousled at the top and then the length of it. 
honestly, her just performance in general was just absolutely stunning. When she dropped down and then spun over, come on, come on. Did they even give Ellie any choreo? Not really, but would you? She's apparently a dancing queen though, isn't she? Say that to taste with a straight face. Just because she can give you a sassy eight count. I didn't say it. That's what she has been telling me. (laughs) You repeated it. (laughs) You repeated that nasty rumour. I'm going to say this, um, and I know how basic it is to to compare uh, one queen of colour to another queen of colour, but I really felt like in this number, taste was giving me real Shay energy. There was Shay energy. There was just something so... And I, I, there's no other queen in the Drag Race uh, pantheon that I feel this about more than Shay. Like the way that she performs and dances and the intensity that goes forward when Shay performs, that's what I get from... The confidence. Yeah, that's what I get from taste. Just that like fluid sexual energy. Um, and I loved when all the girls came out. Loved when all the girls oh. came out. Did you see what Tia was wearing? Yeah, as a absolutely fantastic. Sometimes she gets it right. It was, yeah. I mean, sure, the garment, the construction on it, appalling. But as a as a whole... Should we actually say what we're talking about, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you should explain it. So basically, do you remember when RuPaul said, maybe if you had my team, you'd look this good? So Tia's response to that was to come back in iconic... Um, Season one. Drag race season one outfit. The yeah. Pink, the pink bodysuit and the big white hair. What I loved about how, what I loved about it was how quintessentially tear it was though, because like the hair wasn't right. The bodysuit didn't really fit. It was just like, even when she's like, oh, fine, I'll come back as you and give you <laughs> polished rue. It was like, mm, not really. But it made me love her even more. Yeah. I am such a tear stan. Clearly they know what like a huge marketing and money moment the single will be, whatever single they drop. And when they did that with um, UK Hun, look at the success of it. And I feel like this is just such an afterthought. Like you can tell by the, the audio mix, you can tell by the choreo, you can tell by all of it that it's just like actually like it's not, it, they don't really rehearse it properly. They don't really have like time. It feels like that rehearsal was maybe done like the night before and they could sort of just like hopefully think about it overnight or something Mm -hmm. it just yeah it just seemed so not it not how you'd want to go out when the girls came back on if you didn't notice this maybe i'll try and put up a little clip um did you see Ginny lemon just pulling faces at the back she was getting all the choreo wrong (laughs) (laughs) it's sort of like you could see her in the back and like everyone like turned or whatever and she just sort of went oh like she was like turned the complete opposite wrong way and stuff it was like and then i rewinded it and watched it back just staring at jiminy and she was just like she has absolutely no idea what's going on or what she's doing (laughs) It looked like she was wearing Bimini's like twenty thousand gold safety pins wigs from the like the Guardian shoot the other day. But oh really? Could it? it must, maybe it was just like a gold tinsel wig. I feel like maybe it was one of them lovely tinsel wigs. Um, what ha- thoughts on Veronica Green swanning up in nude? People on the Twitters had real things to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I I looked at it again this morning and I would say it was a very mild blush. It was in the pink family, but very just. And also, her on Twitter, she was like, yeah, I just went with like a bit of a different colour story, so I stood out. I was like, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, but also, like, it's a... Co- like, people are just like, so angry about it being... Like, it's really bad sportsmanship of Veronica Green not to wear the right colour. If that's how you need to stand out and you can't do it on your own merit, it was like, you fucking Drag Race fans are psychopaths. Like, Willem was meant to wear black when she came back for the reunion, but she gave us a lovely latex horse-based number and who's mad at that not not i I, my friend with that lovely do you remember that lovely sort of like real 
teased at the base wig. That... I don't think she's ever looked more gorgeous than oh. she And she gave us reapologise. And she had a go at Fifi. Yeah, oh my God. And she didn't even address her. Do you remember when she was like, yeah. missing down there? <laughs> missing down there? She should be studied. It was like, oh God. And everyone... Yes! Yeah, shout out to Willem the Throat Goat. Um, and also, I uh, 100% need to point out, I will I will go down with this ship. A horror. Drag done right. I didn't... I, I'm going to spoil something. I didn't give a 10 out to anyone for their final look, apart from a horror. <laughs> when it did a close-up on a horror, she just looked absolutely fantastic. Mm. Just that in that red and pink. I don't know who did that. Uh, I imagine she probably made it, actually. But I love to see her with just stripped back hair. Yeah. Sometimes she just looks so gorgeous. And the Pace's fe- bodysuit was Simon Preen. Was it? Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, and I loved that on her. That was yeah. giving me real Naomi in Super... She's a super queen. You remember she had that like blue, orange and white. So let's head on for the final time of season one of Cliffhangers. Let's head on to the runway. Final four eleganza. Final four eleganza. First up, we have Bimini Bon Boulash. She was giving you Madonna and Britney MTV's 80s Ascada bride. Like it's elevated. She's wearing a gown, but it's not just like, hi, I'm, I'm, Jasmine Masters wearing a pageant gown. Like mm. it had concept. And this is this is not what I would go for, but the sort of thing that I love. What stunning, gorgeous, sensational. That little wig with the um, The scooch wig. The scat the uh, snatched up temples, which is so gorgeous. Shout out Ross Kwan again. A session hairstylist, isn't he? He does like actual real hair rather than yeah. wigs. Um yeah, I love he's done a lot of the wigs for Bimini. Mm. And I've loved literally all of them that he's done. I liked it because it looked like she was just like getting influence from many different decades like a bit 50s and like a bit 80s yeah. but it also seemed modern it was just like that's what i love though like them sort of like postmodern cross era references when it's like the shoes are 60s the hair's the the hair's 20s like not so that it doesn't feel period mm. so it feels like you're just lifting from loads of different things uh and i gave it a nine i, abs- I gave it nine i absolutely loved it next up we have ms ellie diamond thoughts really don't like it kath um I don't like the colour palette. It seems very dusty and dated. Yeah, it seems... I mean, I don't... I, I get that you don't have to go bright or, like, classic or whatever. <laughs> bright or classic. <laughs> You'd have to go, like, nice or good or... <laughs> A running thing with Ellie, for me, is that I just feel like it's always well made. Although... Was it? Um, I feel like it's it's made and... Made to look like a toilet brush cover. She makes it and I just quite consistently think... It's just not for me, but congrats. Do you know what I mean? Like her, her entire aesthetic is not what I would choose for myself, mm. but they are. it's definitely going to appeal to a lot of people. Now, if there's one thing I know about, it's a wonky hoop and that hoop was wonky. And I thought that was really, really disappointing just for her. I felt disappointed for her. It just, it's it just, all you can see. Yeah, it threw off the silhouette so much. And I just, when I think back to how like a good, big, exaggerated hoop can be done so well. Think about fame in that ugly dress. Like it can really, it's such a showstopper if you get just like a really nice silhouette on it. And because it was wonky, I just thought it kind of, it fucked up the whole dress for me. And I, I felt that was a bit, bit annoying for her. Um, it was giving me very getting to know you vibes. But when she spun around and sat down, it reminded me of bridesmaids when she shits in the street. Oh, I thought that it was quite gorgeous when she sat very demurely. 
Kind of well, I do like that. Like Snow White in the forest with all the animals. Very. Was it Nature Lopez that we said this before? You know, when they sit down, it's like a very sort of. Um, I don't I can't know. Imagine us gassing up Nature Lopez. Well, someone does it in the finale. Do you remember they have got like a huge hoop skirt and they spin around and then they sit down actually, on the floor. Yeah, but I actually feel like maybe it wasn't, and we're just—it was like another sort of like Puerto Rican queen. We're like Nature Lopez. <laughs> I actually gave Ellie Diamond a seven, seven truffles, truffles, seven thruples. I gave her five truffles. Next up, we have Lawrence Cheney. Giving us drag racer realness. Can we talk about that white belt? Actually, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, but you know what that would go nice with. A pair of white pumps. And you know who wears white pumps? Essex girls. Whores. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the it, it did seem strange to put that there. Uh, the white, the, the patent white belt. It was very sort of like early 2000s. Do you remember when that was a real thing of like the girls in the clubs? That sort of like, that it was almost like girls were sort of uh, microdosing a bit of sort of like vintage pinup thing that was going through a new look and stuff. Mm. Like the big chunky patent belts and the dolly shoes and the, the pencil skirts and stuff. And you'd see like girls in clubs in pencil skirts. I blame girls allowed for that. Oh, well, exactly, exactly. Um, but they do let the funky music do the talking. So... The shape in the gown was lovely, I thought. Um, I think... Oh, surprise, surprise. Lawrence looking exactly the same. Same silhouette. But I would argue that if there's any time when you're just going to serve, like, this is classic Lawrence, it would be eleganza at the end. The finale... That wasn't extravaganza to me. Okay. And I've already seen a... Like literal drag race look on Pandora box. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. I didn't think it was special enough. Okay, I think I I agree. Um, but I also thought that purple looks lovely on her. But it is if that's quintessentially you, there is no other time on the runway when you should serve up what Lawrence Cheney looks like. But we've seen her do her much better and much more exciting before. What I would, did like that she had one black brow, and one purple brow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just thought... I think of her entrance look, sorry to cut in, but that was like so much more yeah, that's my exciting. Fa- that was my favourite Lawrence Chaney look so far. Mm. Um, oh, no, actually the Ed Gein face thing. I just liked the face mm. uh, hanging off. I gave Lawrence Chaney six truffles. I gave her seven um, and I thought, good effort. <laughs> <laughs> and then next up we have It's Taste. Serving Naomi Campbell regality. I don't think that's a word, but I ain't going to say anything about it to her. I wonder whether we'll be split on this. I wonder how you'll feel about it. Straight up, I gave Taste a nine. Well, I gave her 7.9. 7.9? Sometimes a girl just needs a 0.9. Sometimes she doesn't deserve an eight. Wow. I thought this was absolutely quintessential. I mean, this is, I'm basically praising her for exactly what we said about, uh, Lawrence but this was quintessential taste to me this is what I think of if I want to see an elevated version of Tace's look I think of her in that you know that gorgeous Bang London acid green feather thing I think of her in her look in her um promo look when she had the white this is a quintessential silhouette like body like incredible nude illusion bodysuit with like really elevated with gorgeous uh sort of feathers or something like that on it and I, I love it I thought it was weird that there was like no crotch like the like normally, at least like there should be some like beading or something, but it was just like nude. I thought it was weird. Like the face was incomparable. 
presentation was nice always the face was like switched up again as well I thought that there was like Mm. one thing that I love that she's been doing as well as Ellie like she's every single time you're seeing like different like depth to her face it looked very severe this time and I thought she's doing it without like liquid liner she's doing like different sort of shapes to her face yeah um yeah I just thought especially after seeing yeah her promo though the meet the queens with the white basically a better version of that you thought it was better? Well, it was more interesting. This was basically just a nude bodysuit with some black diamonds and a bit of black fur. I feel like we've seen this on you before. This is meant mm. to be the, like, taste times a thousand, like, the final evolution. And, yeah, of course, everything taste does apart from that, like, Brillo pad is gorgeous. So, obviously, I liked it, but I would have liked to see something that was obviously, like, this is it. So we we decided last week that we were absolutely going to have to go through our truffles and work out who, judged by us, has the most uh, the most points and what order they are in from that we have given them from their runway looks, which is obviously just runway looks. That's just uh, it's not their full performance. Um, and in terms of ranking, I had Lawrence Cheney at seventy three, Ellie at seventy four, and then tied first was both Tace and Bimini at 92. So they were both completely tied for me. No, it's out of a hunt, but there was double runway for uh, hometown look and uh, gay icon. So it's actually out of 110, but special shout out to Ahura, who out of 110, I gave a hundred. So she was actually eight points above both Bimini and Tace. In in terms of looks, exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) no, 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 I did give her, I did score her for the final look. She obviously put it up on And I gave her 10 because that fucking like asymmetrical white poof shoulder with the Paris hair with that weird sort of like flat top. Do you know what wig I'm talking about? Like it had like the... Yes, I've seen the episode. Still in the studio right now. It's overwhelming. Um, Yeah. And so I actually would have given her a 10 for that look because I thought it was absolutely fucking phenomenal. So yeah. So really my winner of the season is a horror. (laughs) But what's new? (laughs) Uh, yes, if I add up my truffles, we've got Bim at number one, Tace at number two, Lawrence three, and Ellie four. Interesting. I mean, I could have called that. And then we head over to the final critique of season two, Drag Race UK. Um, and this this made me feel uneasy. This is when I started to get freaked out when I started hearing these critiques. Just the way it felt so unbalanced. Normally, from what I can gather, I don't know whether you'd agree, like when they get into the finale... They're normally just like, wow, look at what you've done here. You've done this amazingly. This was such a highlight for you. This was such a highlight for you. And they were like, actually coming for the girls in the final critique. And I thought, this seems weird. This seems like a different energy again. Yeah, normally you're like <laughs> screaming at the telly being like, stop being so nice. Like They've made so many mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they basically try and uh, hoodwink you into thinking that like everyone's a possibility. Yeah. Whereas that's not what this felt like at all. And then I just started to get scared. I loved that um, Alan Carr called Bimini. She looks like a Hitchcock blonde. I thought, that's a fucking shout, isn't yeah. it? And she was just so composed, just like nodding, taking it all in. They were like, you are fantastic. You are you are the moment. And she was like, yeah, I, I am, aren't I? But it definitely lost like the epicness of the finale. And maybe that's something to do with there not being a prize. I think it's the like shitty studio setting as well. Yeah. It doesn't have the grandness. Even on All Stars, I don't know why... They don't take all stars to a theatre because it seems so like anticlimactical. An- word? Anticlimactic. Anticlimactical. Um, and there was, yeah, just like really low stakes. It didn't really feel like anyone was even that bothered about winning. Do you know what I mean? It was it was strange. Um, Ellie, her lace, did you notice? No. Her lace was like n- a completely different colour to her face. 
I was very confused by how, like, with Lawrence Cheney, there's just an acceptance that they can't perform. Yeah, do why you- do you get praise for making mistakes and then carrying on, but no one else gets praised for not making yeah, mistakes? Yeah, they're like, oh, like, we looking at you up on that, on that stage, like, yeah, I mean, sure, you're, like, ten counts behind everyone. You can't sing, you can't dance. Like, whatever. There's just such, like, a almost celebrate. They don't care. That we can see they don't care about his talents. So yeah, 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 yeah. As a person. Yeah, they're not even trying to like level the playing field. No, um, just like, you can't do any performances that we've put you up for. That. We don't give a shit. <laughs> and also, it was so weird when they were like, oh, wearing them badges as a fuck you to the other queens. It's like, Bimini has more. How was yeah. that a fuck you? Like, um, and when Alan was like, I've seen milk quick, milk turn quicker than some of those moves. <laughs> exactly. But do you see what I mean? Like in the final thing, they're sort of like joking about like how he does, like, doesn't rise to the occasion. Yeah. Very strange. And then, first of all, Michelle Visage. Oh, that's not elevated, but it's you. Watch your mouth. <laughs> like, is she kidding? Like, do you see what I mean? It's no, just like, I agree. Well, Lukey, watch your mouth. <laughs> I just thought it was nice to see praise get uh see taste getting praised for being the best in the performance um it's nice that they go on about her talent rather than just like oh you look nice for once but do they say she looks nice that they generally like it's kind of like a running thing like oh taste you look great that's sure 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 but this they were kind of like you did the best in the performance you were amazing but i feel like they're hypercritical to like her looks and obviously not her beauty but like they're hypercritical of tearing down like what she looked her visuals often Mm. i don't know it's just i've i've felt more as as the weeks have gone on with taste i just feel like we are seeing a different person to what they're seeing on the main stage they just like do not critique her fairly at all and that's been like a running thing for like the past like four or five weeks i think it's like what we were saying last week like when you look at taste you see a perfect angel so it's like they've kind of had to block that out and just Mm. looking for other things but that's unfair yeah 100 percent. by the time they uh critiqued all four I just felt a bit queasy because I was like, this all seems very, very unbalanced. And normally at the end, you feel like they are gunning for everyone and it did not seem that way. Mm. I love it when all the baby pics come out. Oh, yeah. me up so much. Just screaming at Lawrence's one. Um, I'm just glad this didn't get too weepy. Yeah. I hate when they like have emotional breakdowns, just like the, the sight of a photo <laughs> of them. What are they doing to you backstage? I think um, it was probably the comic light relief of seeing... A young Lawrence Cheney, aka Anne Widdicombe. <laughs> Honestly, when that photo came out, it's like, who is this person? Every time they show a photo of Lawrence Cheney, it's like, who is this person that they are unveiling? I do not know this man. Um, but then we head backstage into what would be untucked, but luckily, all of the girls are back. I absolutely loved. I thought Sister Sister looked so gorgeous. That little jeweled axe. Lovely. I tried to search for the relevance of that, but I couldn't. I thought she was serving sort of like the shining glam, you know, sure. just like beautiful murderer. <laughs> what about Veronica Green in that little LARPing outfit with her? Robin? Ri- with her- it meant to be Robin? With her ears popped forward because the mask was too tight. I thought that was very <laughs> cute. Um, Were you aware of the term win it? I was not, but I'm oh, very... Well, we call them Klingons. Where I'm from, we call them Dangleberries. Well, there you go. Um, or Gruff Nuts. 
I mean, truly the vocab is extensive, isn't it? Um, I absolutely love when Cherry Valentine was like, haven't been around. It's been no choice of mine. <laughs> I was like, well, it's no choice of ours either. Cherry Valentine was very glad to see her back and thought, it's what I really like to see is like, you know, all of the girls out of context, like you've kind of forgotten about them because you haven't seen them in the race. And then they all come back and they're like bringing their A game. It's like when they first step into the room. Mm. And I was like looking at it and I was like, fuck, Cherry Valentine is such a good painter. Like her face is so gorgeous and just like yeah, bringing that sort of vampy horror vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just really missed her then. Um, Why was Tia so fucking quiet? I was been missing her little quips. And yeah, comments. I know. Um, although we did get one sort of aside when Ginny Lemon was like, I'm a fucking icon and everyone needs to see it. And she sort of went, <laughs> loved. Maybe diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. <laughs> I would make that to match, personally. I'm glad that Ahura is now joking with Ellie about all of Well, they're fucking besties, stuff. aren't they? But... It was, I'm sure that some of her diehard fans are probably still hating Ellie. So just seeing that kind of public, we're all good, is good. Yeah. A very interesting thing that I saw earlier, which probably actually you've already seen because you seem to have lived in your life on the internet. Um, in terms of, let's just do top five of, peop- of people with a following online. Bimini, 501k. Tace, 429. Lawrence, 300k. Ahura, 264k. The fifth one, guess. Tia. Tia, 202k. The sixth one, Joe Black, 157k. I imagine Joe probably had a Loads. big amount of number because he's been on around since Instagram started. <laughs> yeah, he, he was actually one of the founding fathers of Instagram. Um, but really interesting in terms of like who went first and that's not who i would place either i would have thought cherry valentine would be really high up there mm. um and she's actually eighth so and then after that goes veronica green cherry valentine Ginny lemon astina ellie sister what um, yeah <laughs> oh ellie got hacked and maybe potentially had to start again I can't believe someone's oh, yes. that so far down. Yes, that is true. But also, it's a lot to do with how much you curate your... People follow people on Instagram because they want to see fantasy. Do you know what I mean? So, like... Yeah, off- Astina hasn't been doing any of the, like, this is what I would have worn or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, often if you're, like, not really... Which is why it's so... Something horrible is going on with Sister Sister and about her. Um, because she really provides you fantastic visuals. She's always doing Instagram lives. Like, so... And the... She's definitely the shadow banned. the costumes are always, like, on location. Yeah, like, so really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sister out of a lot of the queens actually I think is really high up there in terms of like putting forward brilliant content Mm -hmm. so it's just that's just not it's not reflective of the sort of shit that she brings which is really disappointing just Uh, now when you were in the toilet on the horrors Instagram she said do not come for me on this day telling them I go to the toilet he is sorry he is a Korean I mean a North Korean dictator he does not do any bowel movements but yeah she said just a reminder I've only been doing drag for 13 months so Put that on your fucking puss and smoke it. It is unbelievable. But remember, not to take anything away from her, but remember that she is from the fashion world. So it's like that whole visual, um, like her visual brain has been working for a long time. Yeah. Then we hop, skip and a jump back to the judges' deliberation. Yeah. They are gassing up Bimini so much. You couldn't have got better critiques than this. No. Graham basically said she's fashion, she's funny, she's smart and she's performance. Like... She is providing all four corners of the columns of... Kabbalah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. But how can you... How can you... 
fault that she's literally giving you anything you could possibly want plus she is like a massive like role model and advocate for all queerness for non-binary people just like social change like she is an all-rounded she is the number one person that you would want representing drag race yeah well we'll get into it sorry continue (laughs) with lawrence they were like Lawrence has had ups and downs, but you just fall in love with him. And even Alan was pointing out again that there were mistakes, but you can't not love her. So again, this is just a popularity contest and none of the challenges actually matter. Is what we're oh, fantastic. Saying. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't like what they said about Taste. They were like, I don't think she knows who she is yet. And she has trouble being herself. Like, I think Taste is always herself. 100%. And that is... That really fucking ground my girls. Uh, That really fucking worked me up because Taste doesn't have a drag persona. Taste has been so open from the beginning that she's like, Taste is my my actual name. And when I put a wig on and a costume on, I'm the same person. I'm just presenting femme. Yeah, obviously, like when she's doing ballads and stuff, she's giving you intensity and sort of soulful power. But... I really think she was 100% herself in that stand-up challenge. And they need to stop referring to that like it was shit, because it wasn't. Yeah, especially when Ellie Diamond is right there. Yeah. And I just, I hate that, because I feel like that that's a way for them to, like, invalidate her journey in the in the race. Like, yeah. for like, them being like, oh, like, she doesn't know herself, is like, first of all, something you can, a statement you cannot make when you don't know them. Like, you, they do not know. They've probably met Tace in the flesh to talk to three times at this point. Like, she is, for me, one of the most genuine... Like, if I'm being honest, I would say that actually, like, Lawrence doesn't seem like they know themselves. Mm. They need a shake-up on the judging table. It, it doesn't seem fair. That no. put them through their paces and if it doesn't amount to anything. Annoying. So, let's move on to the final, 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 final runway. Oh, the girls are back. Girls, girls, everywhere. Not a drop to drink. Oh. Okay, so first up on the runway, we have Ms. Cherry Valentine coming in in a lovely red and black sequin um, exaggerated shoulder number. Loved it. this fast? Yeah. Cherry Valentine. Seven. Me too. Estina Mandela. Five. Six, I gave Estina Mandela. Ginny Lemon. Six. Ten. Sorry, I'm sorry. Ginny Lemon, the commitment to the character and creating... I don't give a fuck. Ginny Lemon, icon. Veronica Green. Six. Six. Maybe five. Joe Black. Eight. Eight. Can you... headpiece was insania. I would have given her... I put seven. I would have given her an eight. It's just the bottom was a little bit sort of can-can cowboy Wild West that I just wasn't... The shoes... Oh, I don't even remember. I didn't even see the bottom half. I it was a bit bloomery. A pagoda on top of her Yeah, head. but... Oh, yes, please. Absolutely fucking gorgeous. Um, Ms. Tia Coffee. Six. Same. Sister, sister. 8.5. Ooh, why the point five? Because uh, it's not quite a nine, but more than an eight. I gave her a nine. I didn't want it to be as good as I thought Bimini's was. I gave it a nine. I just fucking loved it. And Ahura. 8.9, because again, I didn't want it to be higher than Bimini's. Uh, I thought Bimini's in the final. Oh, no, I gave uh, Hora 10. The only person to get a 10 <laughs> on that runway. I just thought it was absolutely fucking great. Okay, let's hit it. Your zinger and your minger for the final time. My zinger was Tace's gorgeous red mullet, uh, styled by vodka. Yeah. Uh, I loved that. And me minger was Ellie's dusty pink wig. Oh, I actually I stepped out of the box. What's new? Um, and my zinger was Ahura's Paris hair. My minger, unfortunately, was Veronica Green's fringe. 
Just the fringe. Um, her in that mask and then that weird sort of like curled under fringe. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. So, although I really hate this bit. Like, <laughs> We're so negative. This whole thing. We're like, I hate them. I hate this. Like, like, by the way, Ellie, you ain't in the running. It's like, it seems pointless. Like when they do it on All Stars, um, I can't remember who they did it to. Maybe Shanji or someone. But it's kind of like, they get you there and then they get your hopes all up and you don't even get to finish competing like if you're in the top yeah so episode, like just let me compete all the way i suppose it's a reminder that there was supposed to be a final three yeah. do you know what i mean it's like we let you in to enjoy the finale but actually yeah so ellie diamond of dundee claims fourth place and the final three are left to one more lip sync congrats yeah i just thought that this was I, as soon as it started i was like the intensity that you can give this song, but also you can dance, I thought it's fucking great. And I'm so glad that they picked something that was timeless rather than if this had been a Dua Lipa song, then I well, would. Well, you know how I feel about that. Well, well, you don't like anything. So for the first 20 seconds of the lip sync, every single queen at the back was so transfixed on Bimini. She walked to the back of the stage and every single queen was just like turned looking at her. And I thought, that's what you want. All lies on you from the very beginning. I just can't get past the fucking stupidness of these height differences. <laughs> the fact they're putting giants on boxes and leaving little, little tiny, tiny. So many fantastic memes. Uh, loved the Fellowship of the Ring one, but also did you see the one, the one of um, Ginny Lemon? And who is she standing next to? So, oh, I've written it down somewhere. <laughs> Cherry and Joe. Cher- she, was like she was about five years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dropping off the kids at the... Yeah. Um, I loved when Bimini laid down the train on the floor and just laid on it like she was a little prize kitten, like Marie from the Aristocats, just like, <laughs> like laid down there posing. So cute. I need to say right here, right now, Taste was 100% the best in that lip sync. The intensity and performance that she gave was unparalleled to me. Have you seen the meme where it's, I think it was like Hunsnet or something, it's like, in the guitar or the, the musical break was like my last three brain cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Case headbanging. Lawrence giving about 20%. I don't know what. And then Bimini doing... Doing a like little Russian three, kicks. Yeah, and like <laughs> 50-inch strippers. Um, I liked the thing that was like, imagine trying to explain this to a straight person. Just like that clip. <laughs> just like, okay, Bimini's doing Russian kicks. Um, But I really thought Lawrence Cheney really gave it. I, th- I thought, yeah, that literally gave like 20% energy. Oh, really? No, I can remember thinking like, okay, this is kind of a two horse race because Bimini, Bimini will turn it the fuck out and obviously Tace is going to smash this. But I remember thinking on more than one occasion, like, oh, actually Lawrence is, Lawrence is keeping up here. That Lawrence is, there was just a bit at the end when I saw that she, I looked to her and I was like, she is absolutely desperate for this. Which oh, I must have missed that. I just felt like she was just kind of, Standing there like a mum doing like a little hip clip. Oh, really? Oh, no, I felt like this was like a lip sync for their lives. I really thought that they were, there was a, maybe it was like just after that moment where they were like the head banging and the Russian mm. kicks and stuff. I thought that they're really fucking going for it. And that was because the song was great. Well, well so Lawrence Cheney is crowned the winner of Drag Race. Yes, congratulations, Lawrence Cheney! How did you feel at the time? Now, at the time, confused, bamboozled. I was, for me personally, it was, there was absolutely no question that Bimini was going to win. I like, for everyone around me that I've spoken to, everyone was like, well, it's Bimini's, isn't it? I thought I was going to walk into the street and all of East London would be having fireworks and street parties and stuff. Absolutely. Confused. I really couldn't compute it that night. I mean, we both screamed. 
I think a part of it was I was just so shocked because I I, I was sure that Bimini was going to win. I've never been like it's for me. It's never been so sure that like they have it in the bag. Well, yeah, because like RuPaul was obsessed with Lawrence at the very beginning, but I feel like yeah. recently the kind of comments they've been giving Bimini about like her like rise to stardom and how she's just getting better and better every week, and then the comments that she got in the de- deliberation about how she literally ticks every box. She's won four of the five. Like, I don't need to read off her things. Like, it just seemed so obvious. So they've kind of had a very similar journey, but the other way around. Yeah. So it's. I think it's like more of a shock because we kind of forgot that Lawrence just absolutely fucking smoked the beginning. Mm. At first, I think I was just sad because I felt it was very unfair. But mm. like... Bimini is going to change the world whether she won or not. So that she's not going to win 100%. 100K. So realistically, it doesn't matter that much. Just on the night, I was very, I felt very Robbed. hard done by. A Bimini bomb burglary. Yeah. But yeah, she doesn't need the title. She's going to do all the world changing, life saving things I wanted her to do. Or the she's already things. started. Yeah, exactly. So it's all good. And we spoke about this before that I think actually um, being the winner, you have like, you're so tied to, I am the season two winner of Drag Race. And actually having a bit of distance from it and not being the winner, but have, having done so well, it kind of gives you a bit more space to be not, your sort of legacy be dominated by Drag Race. She was on Drag Race. She's got gained worldwide notoriety, but then that was the stepping stone of her platform and she can build from there. Mm. And I think, yeah, like it's, she, and, and also as well, like you don't need to win. No one needs to win. Like the, the yeah, pe- there's no money involved. Yeah. The most, the people that have been most successful from the franchise are often not the winners. Mm. And it's going to do like, it's so good for Lawrence to be taking that crown home. Yes. Like to Scotland. Yeah. Like you said, hopefully that will just bring up all of the drag economy. And the first big girl winner. That's fucking mental. In all of this, she is the first winner that is a big girl. That she's representation for all of the bigger queens out there is fucking great. I've seen a lot of sort of conspiracy theories about maybe also why what factored into their choice. But remember that the winning prize is a TV show. And out of all three of them, Lawrence Cheney is the best choice for that TV show. Well, I suppose that's the best the best platform for what he's good at, which yeah. is casual banter. Yeah. In terms of so like, in terms of uh, personality and in terms of like what would hold up a show well, maybe they've seen with uh, the Vivian, he is the bag of chips of his season. And maybe they've seen that actually, if they want this prize to look like it's worth it and actually something that is successful, I don't know how successful the Vivian show was, but if they're like, let's pick someone who is going to make a fucking great TV show so it actually seems like the prize is worth it, mm. Lawrence Cheney is your good, is the best bet. Mm. Long live our reigning queen, Lawrence Cheney. I'm so happy yeah, for her. Congrats. This would have been a very different podcast if we recorded this at 10 pm on the Thursday night. Just out of shock, honey. <laughs> I Screaming. So, have any words? No, just absolutely in shock. Okay, so. Again, for the final time, I want to hear for your episode. I just want to also warn you, mine is so shit and uh, sentimental. (laughs) What is your rose and thorn of the finale of season two? 
Um, my rose is a tie. Okay. And is this is this this episode or the full season? This episode. Oh, okay, okay. Go on. Uh, a tie between Lawrence's baby photo <laughs> and finding out Tace's dad is in Wham. Yeah, that was uh, my mon- honourable mention. Okay. <laughs> My honourable mention was obviously taste because that is such a game changer for me. You know how I feel about George Michael. Um, My rose was, this is obviously so schmaltzy, um, just the joy that this has brought in lockdown. I cannot even imagine what lockdown would have been like without the presence of this show. Mm. Um, This has just been the, the weekly joy in everyone's life. And for that, for the pinnacle of joy just to be coming from queer art is just, I just can't get over it. It's just, just the fucking best. And what as well, uh, season one, maybe to some a questionable showcase of British drag. This was British drag on a worldwide platform just being like, they've never had a cast like this. No. Fucking fantastic. And that was my rose. <laughs> and your thorn? My thorn was, it's over. Isn't that shit? Isalova. Um, I know that is so, so shit, but I just really didn't want to end on a negative because it's just been so fucking fantastic. What was your thorn, honey? My thorn was Bimini not winning. Okay, that's that. That's very valid. Yeah. One thing that was a slice of humble pie is that it's like we said before, everyone is someone's favourite and there's so many people across the UK who are literally like crying with happiness because Lawrence won and... He's he's somebody's favourite. And it's just a bit of a... Yeah, we just have to eat crow that this time it wasn't our uh, number one choice. But so happy for him. Uh, now, season three Dreamcast this week, <gasps> we've decided we are going to go through who the Reddit psycho fans have managed from all of their sleuthing to work out who might be on season three. Okay, so... Hit us. Your actual Dreamcast from last week, Anubis Finch. Which is super fucking exciting. From Brighton, yeah. heavily rumoured. Gorgeous boy, gorgeous drag. Oh, charity case as well. Oh, I'm going to lose my fucking mind because you've seen that Vogue um, Extreme Beauty. Theresa May. Like, you really have to lean into the chorizo because otherwise it's like, at least you can be then named after the good, mm. the good meats. Uh, Electra Fence. Very exciting. We've seen Electra, Electra Fence perform, which would be, uh, which will be a gag. Elle of a Day. Amazing. Kitty Scott Claus. Amazing. Crystal Versace. Versace. Uh, the, is Versace. Um, absolutely incredible. Such a gorgeous little face. Um, they're all from London, by the way, apart from Theresa May. Then we have from Kent, River Medway. Not heard of them. N- not, but very exciting. Um, Scarlet Harlot, another London gal. Yes. Vanity Milan, another London girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is right. They're all going to know each other. It's going to be quite interesting because they'll, well, maybe not necessarily, but pretty crazy that everyone would be, most people be from the same city. But just how fucking fantastic that there's so many psychopaths on I Reddit. Finished. It's so, so that psychopaths on Reddit have worked this out. Yeah. Um, Veronica Green, even though apparently word on the street is she might not come back. Yeah, I've heard this, that she, she decided she didn't want to come back for season three. Mm-hmm. If there is the chance of you going out and touring with your season two sisters, that you're like, do you know what? I don't need to go back on it. It's fine. I'll go. Do you know what I mean? That you're like, I don't need to be on the comp. The competition side was horrible. I want yeah, to be with my season two. The, yeah, I want to be with my season course. two girls. And finally, very excitingly, from Cardiff, Wales, Victoria Scone, who is an AFAB queen. So if she is on, this is literally, like, mind-blowing for the RuPaul Drag Race franchise. I mean... Li- Not as mind-blowing as if a lovely trans lady was on it, but still pretty, like, well, there's 
leading the way. I find it mental because at this point, the queer community is just literally like begging for scraps. It's like, fuck you. Like we shouldn't, it shouldn't even be a thing. Like they should just, this season, they should have just had trans girls. They should have had AFAB queens. They should have had non-binary people. And it, should, it they should, just should have been on drag it. Kings. Drag kings, a hundred percent drag kings. And we should, that should be the new norm. Like now that they've, now that they've had Ginny Lemon and Bimini, we shouldn't be like, oh my God, thank you so much for literally doing the bare minimum for the queer community. Do you know what I mean? Like they should just, it should just be on there. So like the fact that they're just having like, I mean, who knows, who knows whether it's even true, but if so, that means that in the future, fuck, think about, maybe you'll get to see a a Lukey Luck on Drag Race. Maybe I'll be sitting here having to do it by myself, talking about my good, good friend, Lukey Luck and the Georgie B fantasy. That's who we want to see go to head. We want. I want to see the um, Carmen Carrera and Raja lip sync, but done as you and Georgie. <laughs> you both nude, writhing on each other. Me, me all tits, her all ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we will be back for All Stars season six, if you're uh, If not even before, with some Cheeky Chops bonus content. So if you haven't subscribed, please do that now so you know when we're back and give us a little rate as well. Oh, 100%. Uh, what a fucking jokes time we've had every single weekend, just sitting here gazing into each other's eyes. Thank you so much for all the support. Mental. Absolutely mental. We didn't think anyone would listen to this, so... And literal, literal hundreds of listens every week. It's crazy. We I s- like it, Kath. It's really been supported in a way that we did not see. Did not see coming. It's just been fucking great. So yeah, as as Lukey said, maybe we'll be hitting you with some cheeky chops bonus content, maybe some interviews, maybe some uh something to just bide your time before All Star starts. Because judging by the way that season 13 is running at the moment, who knows whether we will even see All Stars this year? Because they haven't uh they haven't announced it yet, have they? No. So from me, it's see you later. And from me, it's good riddance. Oh, <laughs>